It's the Organic Monkey Show! Hi, welcome to the Organic Monkey Show. I am hosting and my name is Vivian Mongren. Nice to meet you. Um, I'm shaking your hand through the internet. <laughs> <laughs> we have all of the regulars here. Oh, hey. I am Ray Burkett. And I'm Sean Simmons. Absolutely none of that dramatic stuff that Ray brought. Um, evening out what he did through my entrance. Good job. Good job, guys. Um, and you know we have a great show for you. Wait, don't don't go too quick. Let's get cozy. So, uh, hey, how, how how's it going? What's up? How's it going, Viv? How you doing? How's your life, Viv? Oh, my life. Yeah. Any yeah. no problems or you got new plans some short-term goals new long-term goals what's new in life you have midterm goals midterm i have uh i have no goals okay (laughs) but um you know what this is improv gotta make up goals you know on the fly oh uh my stuff has been fully scripted you guys didn't get the script oh oh yeah I actually remember the part in the script here while we're talking about the script. Yeah, I know. I was going to (laughs) say, so far, you guys are all, like, dead on, right on script. Like, line for line, nothing has changed from the script. Even right now, this has all been scripted. So, like, I figured you got the scripts and memorized them. Yep. That's what happened, Ray. Clearly, obviously, as we're all on script skill. So, all right, let's continue on through the script. Yeah, all right. As we are reading um, it right now. Hello, guys. Nice weather we are having. Now you're just on the wrong page, Riff. Uh, <laughs> let me turn back. So, up next. Yeah, I know. I can, I can read. <laughs> we got a great show for you guys. We got Red Face Fat Guys coming up first. Then we're going to waddle on over to Talking Gruff about delicate stuff, or T-Gads, if you're cool. Then we got a high school opera coming up next, Um, Goblin Quest, and a whole bunch of new characters. (laughs) So in case you kind of liked any of the old ones, you're going to have to wait to... uh, Find out more about them and Shadows of Sanity mm. or SOS coming up. Um, after that is Radio Advisory and then No Sir, which is New Obsession or Social Regression. Then we might possibly have a spin off of Red Face Fat Guys. Ooh, I've been waiting for a spin off. Uh, and it's called Meh Man and Mr. Potato Dog. Meh Man and Mr. Potato Dog. So enjoy the show. Oh, and our featured musical artist, Amorphous Bob, also known as Kevin Burkett. Yeah. Brother. Well, enjoy his music and enjoy the comedy. Hey, uh, hey, uh, Ryan. Yeah, what is it? Hey, uh, 
Uh, how old were you when you got your first blowjob? I don't. I don't share. Uh, come on. How old were you? I was fourteen. How old were you? Uh, I'm not talking about that with you. I don't share. Ryan, come on. Uh, let's just say you were fifteen, huh? How'd it taste? <laughs> Time for is it radio advisory? Yes, radio advisory. For radio advisory with Vivian Mongren. Hey everybody, it's that time again. Time to listen to all of your questions that you wrote in to me. Um, Vivian for radio radio advisory. Uh, These are we're gonna answer the questions too, right? Yes. Okay. We're going to answer your questions. We got a lot of good ones here today. It'd be a so. short segment if you just read them. <laughs> Jonathan writes in, Why do we learn algebra? Well, that's a stupid question, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Let's go off script here and actually answer <laughs> questions for a change instead of just reading them. Um, anyway, Dear Viv, I'm having a baby, but I don't want my husband. Oh wait, to see it. Oops. You don't want your husband to see it? That's 
crazy. Wait, was that the question you no, answered? No, that wasn't the question. No, let me answer that one first. Um, you should not be having a baby. Yeah, you shouldn't have a baby with that person specifically. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Your husband is a jerk. Anyway, Done. here's the real question. Sorry, listeners. I mean... Listener. The, the, the handwriting... <laughs> the handwriting and the handwritten letters hard to read. Ooh, this one looks nice. It's all calligraphied. Yeah. Like, there aren't even lines, but all they wrote right. they wrote Just straight, straight line anyway. Like, they must have erased the lines that they wrote these on afterwards. <laughs> anyway, dear Viv, I'm having a baby, but my husband doesn't want to see it. What should I do? Love, Mama D. Whoa. That, that was the answer. Wow, that was that's the one you started reading. No, I said I'm having a baby, but I don't want my husband to see it. Oh, oh! Not, but the you know, real one I, I is. Actually, I actually answered it like you would yes. read it correctly. Oh. Yeah, that guy's a jerk. He doesn't, he doesn't want to see the baby. You, you should be. Uh, you're already having this baby. It's too late to decide to have it with someone else. Um, I would have guessed that you knew this guy well enough to know that he didn't want to see babies before this yeah. happened. I would have guessed that came up in a conversation where you're like, I want to have a baby. Sometimes it's and, a surprise. And he was just like, well, I don't want to see it. <laughs> well, sometimes having a baby is a surprise. But like, yeah. if you're going to ask that, like, was like, my husband doesn't <laughs> want to see it. Like that, like husband indicates that everybody knew what was going to happen if we had unprotected sex. I think she might be talking about the actual birth giving of the child. Oh, uh, rather rather than like the baby throughout yeah. its life. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, fine. I mean, what should you what should she do? You know, sometimes there are some things that once you see, you can't unsee it. Yeah. And you know, if, I don't get the whole I'm gonna film my baby's birth thing. Yeah. That to me is kind of weird. I just want it to be like, you know, an unknown. Thing. Like the, let the doctors know. That's why they get paid lots of money. So because they have to watch a a human emerge from your vagina, like you pay them to see it, so you don't have to. Yeah, and you would like your husband to, to continue like thinking well of your vagina and <laughs> not have to like you know be like ah stretched out job baby's heads coming out of there. Nope. I've seen let, let the fantasy continue in his head, please. Or even worse, for them to be like, oh, this is so fascinating. This is so weird how it works like that. I've, like I've so... seen a baby be born, and like, first off, this is the craziest shit I ever saw. <laughs> secondly, <laughs> secondly <laughs> I don't want to see that. I didn't want to see it when I saw it. Like, I just, I don't want to see it. You, who it's did you not, see getting born? Uh, some random child. It was on a, it was a video. Oh, and, uh, I thought you for like sex ed life. class. Right, had, it'll be uh, like this. No, one school that had really good sex ed, and like, <laughs> that's that's the key right there. And, I mean, that should be universal in every classroom. It should be because like I don't have any kids, and I'm living my life in, in a decent manner. But uh, <laughs> well, wait, wait, more than that, you in fact plan on having a child, yeah, absolutely. and you have planned it. Several children, yeah. and I'll have it when I'm ready. Um, but there is, there is, there's just, like, I don't know, like, you don't have to stand in, you know, full vag area. I don't know. Part of me wants to be in the room. Like, I, I want to be in the room when it happens. 
You know, like, I want to be a part of that. I want to be there for the first cry and the smacking on the butt and all that shit. Mm -hmm. But, you know... The slimy um, little alien coming out. But I certainly don't, like, blame anyone who, like, doesn't want to go. It's really not a thing. You know, until it's not... It hasn't become a thing until, like, recently. 70s. People, yeah, people started, like, going in the room and, you know... Yeah, up to a point, men were not allowed in. That's right. Well, I think because also... The risk of women dying while giving birth was very high until modern medicine. So I think, you know, they didn't want them in the room. Yeah, because they didn't really die. understand how medicine worked very well. Yeah. Hospitals seriously were like yeah, serious so, death traps mm -hmm. back in the day. There's some of that. Like yeah, people so had legitimate fears of There's hospitals. some of that tradition that probably carried over. And so a lot of people, I mean, people probably go in there because... They're like, well, my kid's not going to die. We have machines yeah. and stuff that protect you from that. The machine that goes, boop. Yeah. Go, then there's also, there are also um, traditions where there the... There you go. That's the right sound effect, right? There are also traditions where the it. father would be the one delivering the child, too. Natural births? Yeah. I or mean... Like, you're the only... I mean, like, if you're a few of a tribe... And like, oh, there's nothing wrong with natural birth. No, you are happens no, all the time. No. Here's the You're thing: traveling Mi no. miscarriages to, used to happen um, all the time. Back in the day, people yeah. like they still happen. I, I they they still happen, but it used to be with frequency, and not that long ago. Uh -huh. Like you go back to fifties, people trying to have large families would go through a lot of well, miscarriages. Well, but they would also people would also try to. So there's a difference with, with the way we have families now too. I mean, like, there was a time, if you go back to, you know, your, you know, before your parents, uh, like, they, there was a time where they were like, oh, how many kids you have? Oh, you only got two kids, so that's depressing. Yeah. You know, you're supposed to have, like, three or four kids. Yeah, and two of them are probably going to move away. You have to have at least three that are still left on the farm to help you die. Well, they were trying to repopulate the country after the war. Oh. World War Two, And so they were like, oh, well. You know, so everybody lived in those little suburbs, and everybody, you know, bought the refrigerator and had the car and the house and the kids, and it was like a really, it's a, like a lifestyle thing to tell you how to live your life. Nowadays, you know, we're like, fuck you. We're not the first group to go and fuck you. That happened in the 60s. Wait, but, what, what was the question? Oh. Was this actually phrased as a question? It, looking what back on it. What should I do? What should you do? Uh, Nothing. It, I, I'm going to assume that it is a problem for her. Mm -hmm. um, say that I assume she wants him to be there seeing it. So, tell him and uh, he will or won't. There could be a Ray compromise. Track, Ray. Uh, this happens a lot. We get into like yeah. philosophical things. And sometimes yeah. looking back on it, there wasn't a clear question to be answered. Yeah, like, well, we, we start answering our own question that yeah. should have been asked, right. and then we look back and it's just like, they well, just said a thing. Well, because their, yeah. their question does, but their question does have a, a yeah. simple answer, though. It is, relate your feelings to the person, yeah. and then hope yeah. that they are kind enough to share that moment with you. Yeah. But let, I would say you could, she could get a compromise out of him. Like, maybe she doesn't, he doesn't have to stare at the baby getting born. But he could be in the room. Or if it's like a proximity issue, maybe yeah. you could get a periscope. Doesn't have to be at full badge view. 
Yeah. Get him like exactly. some, some welder's glasses or something. Binoculars and stand across the street by his Some rose-colored glasses. Skype. He's Skyped in there. Yeah. Uh, do not Skype yourself. That is going to be on. That is going to be on your Facebook. That's going to be people going to see that. They're going to talk bad whoa, whoa, whoa. about you on no. the Huffington Post. No, no one's going to see happen. that. No one's going to be like, oh, dude, check this out. No. No, because like you know, here's the thing. Like they're going to say, oh, you know, this husband doctor's going to be like, oh, this husband Skyped in for the birth. What a complete douchebag. Yeah. What a what a. He lives what, down the what block. What a terrible world technology is, and then you're going to kill technology for the rest of the world. Yeah. That is how things die out. What's okay. the next question? What's the next question? The next question. <laughs> Dear Vivian, my cat is too old, but my kids love her. How do I get rid of her without the kids feeling bad and me feeling bad about myself? Wait or crushing does. their dreams? Huh. Um. What if the cat is, like, having a bad life? You know, it doesn't have any teeth anymore. It's Wait, like I'm sorry. Was this question like, about putting the cat down? Yeah. The kids really like it. Oh, well, then they will cry. Don't lie to your kids. Mm-hmm. It's easy as that. Don't, like, if you don't have to, do not lie to your kids. Like, I I always thought it was incredibly silly that there was ever, like, the whole, moved them up to a farm <laughs> up in the middle of nowhere. You know what happens on that farm? They put the fucking cat down. They moved him up to a farm where real people were able to deal with death. Yeah, you know, I gotta be honest with you. Um, I don't know. They're, they're, like, if they're, like, young kids and, you know, it's one of those things where you're not ready for them to understand the concept of death and all that and, and grapple with those things, they, they might not be ready, emotionally ready for that. Then, you know, I guess... Oh, then, I guess then propagating the idea of immortality for animals is better? I am not saying that. What I am saying is... What I am saying is, is say the cat ran away. Uh-huh. I mean, I would lie. I would. I would lie. Did, did you have pets as a kid? If I, I did have pets as a kid, but I had pets when I was old enough to know okay. when a pet died. That it was dead. So, and well, I, I, was I a think wee. you could be like, oh, the cat had to... The cat went away. No. Here's, what, like here's what happened for me. I was a wee little kid. The uh, first dog I can remember having died. And my mom didn't want to say, you know, he died. She was just like, he ran away. And I, I was just like, boom, I was ready to put together this fucking campaign to find my dog. Mm-hmm. And then she had to say, like, well, he, he died. And I was like, all right, well, why the fuck did you lie to me? What is this? Where'd you bury it? Well, like, I think, so I think there's a difference, um, you know, like, maybe I wouldn't tell a lie that, like, would, would work up a child, but, yeah. you know, like, but I, you don't have to I be mean, like, oh, but, he got crushed by a well, I would tractor be, I would be more, no, no, because then you, is dead, but like, then, like, he, we, he moved to a farm, what, why, why would you do that, yeah. and why wouldn't you even let me yeah. say goodbye first? Mm-hmm. Because he was unexpectedly hit by a car. There, okay. There is a there is a line that you can do, and look, there's a there's a there's a lie that you can tell. You know, like there is a lie in there no. that your kids are not, you know, may not believe it or whatever. I mean, look, I don't advocate always lying to your kid, but if they're too young to handle that type they, of idea, then they're too young. Well, I don't think I I don't think that's a thing. I think kids can't handle that shit because they're never dealt it. Honestly. I cried over my dog, and then I got all right with it. It was, it was all right. It happens. 
I mean, not all. I'm not the basis for every kid. Obviously, I was a fucking weird ass little kid. But I guess you have to judge your kid. I think, too, but I also I think you have your to consider. Kid is like very sensitive. Uh, like certain people. <laughs> I know that you you. I'm pretty sure now, Viv. You've claimed to grow up on a farm before. Yeah. Nonsense! You are not from a farm. I mean, the reason, the way I discovered... I knew my, it. The first time I discovered my cat had died is I found it crushed under a board. How was the second time you discovered it died? <laughs> it, it was I like, mean, how to come back to life in the first place? I mean, I've had many cats that died. Syntax. I've had uh, many cats that died. Particularly because my parents are horrible at taking care of animals. Oh. Before um. I was able to <clears throat> take care of them myself. Um, and they would just leave the cats to just fend for themselves. Wherever. And so, yeah. I had a kitten. My first kitten found under a board. Crushed to death. And, um, I guess my parents didn't even, maybe they didn't even know. And I just... Or like, actually, no. I think they did know, and they're like, it's there under that board. And so I lifted up the board and what? I found that's it. That's horrible, man. <laughs> that's really weird. That's yeah, terrible. that's inappropriate. That's a sad story. That, but like, I, I don't know. I guess, like, I never discovered any dead animals. I didn't, I, I, the first time I actually dealt with a death was the death of a person. And like, it was someone I didn't even know. In fact, I had to go, I had... My parents didn't want to leave us, at, like, didn't want to, my dad was a truck driver, he's over the road, mm-hmm. and my mom was, uh, you know, she was, she, she worked at home, um, and so there was no, she, she just didn't want to leave us at home for, like, a day, or whatever mm-hmm. it was that it would have taken, uh, for her to go to Michigan and back, and I remember going to this funeral, having to go to this funeral for a person I didn't even know, mm-hmm. and, like, I mean, I do... I, I just hated it. Yeah. And so, like, the first time I ever experienced death, I was just like, whatever, I'm glad this person is dead. I don't have to go to school, but now I have to be on this stupid-ass trip to Blackface, Michigan. Yeah. Hey, Benton like... Harbor. Okay? Benton Harbor, Michigan. I think it's hard with kids, like, especially okay. if you don't know right. the person who it died. It sucks over it, there. It... I went to a funeral of, of somebody does. I didn't know either. And it was kind of weird for me, too, because everyone was sad, and you're like, I don't even know this person. Right, and so, It's like, hard for me to muster up some feelings Especially over here. when you're a kid, because now you have to pretend to be sad. Yeah. And it's like, you have to pretend to be sad, and everybody's, like, down, and this is a good person, and all this other shit. I don't care. I don't care. And, like, I don't know, maybe that's where I got my no-nonsense. I don't give a fuck about your feelings. Personality. So if you want to screw up your kids, take them to a funeral they don't want to go to. That yeah. is... And tell your kids in a nice way, because that old cat, you know, if it's if it's very old and, like, it can't take care of itself, you the good thing to do is to put it down. But, but honestly, yeah. Trust your veterinarian. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me change that one. Get a second opinion. Do not trust your veterinarian. Trust your veterinarian after you've had a second opinion. Trust two se- trust two vets. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then, yeah. And, you know, just yeah. treat your kids honestly. Because they're, they're little people. And they will be as smart as the amount of information you let them have. 
you know, mm -hmm. if you treat them like adults that just need to learn things, they will be adult-like children. And don't let them find their kid, their pet, dead, if you can help it. Uh, so what do we got next? Okay. Um, dear Vivian, I fell asleep at work because I have ten children. One of them is newborn, and I have to stay up all night taking care of it. I got into trouble because of this. How do you manage balancing work and family? Hmm. Rich. Wow. Hey, Richard, thanks for writing in. Um, wow, that's super difficult. That is hard. Let me tell you, that's something I struggle with all the time. Um, None of us have kids. I, well, I was, when I was a baby, and, well, not baby, when I was a kid, my dad started his knife grinding business, and he, him and my mom were like the only employees. So I, I grew up in a knife shop. Mm -hmm. Like, and obviously that, you know, that's not workable or advisable really at all ever. But I mean, that's really only something you can do if it's your business that you can bring the kids to. Mm -hmm. I, I imagine like it's a rarity that most businesses you could bring your kid or even have daycare options there. So just, I'm going to assume that's a problem. Otherwise you wouldn't be writing into us. Uh, so kids are at home and jobs. But you know what? There is there is no solution here. There is no. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be super tough. And all I can really say is, spend as much time with your kids as you can because yeah, yeah fuck it. Read to them. Read to them. That's the best thing you can do. There is uh, good authors too. My my parents, my parents were both like graduated high school. That's as far as they got, and. You know, and so they didn't have a lot of, like, well-paying jobs all of the time. Um, and so, you know, when I was a kid, my parents really, they took us everywhere. and um, Or they left us alone at home. You know, when you got, like, really young children, you can't really do that. But, um, you know, when your kid starts approaching 10, 10 or 11 was when I started getting left at home. And our parents would like, when my parents, we, me, in charge are my brothers. Um, and, you know, to some degree, I mean, it, it, it works out in the sense that, um, you know, you're able to do what you have to do. You know, um, I think there were some other issues that happened that are like more like growing up related. Um, but, um, you know, there are positives and negatives to everything you're going to do as a parent, you know, and so you're never going to, there may not be a right answer and there may uh, be no way where everything is going to work out, you know, uh, if I were you, I would figure out the best way to put your kids first, whether that is spending time with them um, or whether that is, you know, I need to go and do this job so that our family can survive and thrive. You know, you got to figure out what is best for you and your family and then do that. I would also recommend talking to your boss, too. Um, unfortunately, there are some pretty awful bosses who will be just like, 
whatever, who cares if you have a newborn? But really, a newborn means, like, no sleep at all. And, you know, a lot of people who are, like, who have been through it are also, like, people who could give you a job. So maybe if you remind them, like, oh, well, when you were in this situation, just try to remember how much less sleep you you got and just... I don't know. I would definitely have a talk with the boss just to see if you can get flexible hours or something like that or just kind of explain that, oh, maybe I need to, like, get up from my desk and walk around for a while or go home early just to be able to get enough sleep because, I mean, newborns do get easier, but when they first start, if they're crying through the night, I'm like, Hopefully, your boss will understand. So, good luck, Rich. Uh, mazel tov, huh? Uh, good advice there. Oh, and uh, kid's not born yet? It's the boy, I suggest naming him Raymond. Good name. It's a good <laughs> name. And that was Radio Advisory. Thanks a lot. Mat-Man and Mr. Potato Dog. This week on Mat-Man, Mat-Man applies for a job. Hey, Mr. Potato Dog. It's time to get some money, man. Good morning, Mat-Man. Have a seat. Oh, nice office, man. Is that Gary Larson? Um, yeah. Sweet. Uh, It was nice of you to show up, although... 15 minutes late, but um, your resume is so great, uh, we were thinking about putting you on fast track to management. Oh, man. Oh, gracious. That's, that's, that's too much. It's not what I was looking for, man. But um, your resume has plenty of management experience. I'm confused. Oh, man. I was thinking that I would work more of a part-time gig, man, you know, so I could be working part of the time instead of all of the time. Okay, how about, um, I think we can work with that, maybe about 20 hours a week. Oh, well, you know, man, here's the thing, I'm wanting to go, like, maybe, like, three hours, three hours a week. Three hours? Yeah, three to three to six. Are you serious? That's not even a full day of work. Well, man, I have these, I have a pea farm. It's a community pea farm, man. And this pea farm, we grow peas, man. And and then we make it into wasabi peas. And people eat it. It's healthy. So you're starting your own business? No, no, man. This is pro bono. I mean, I'm just a gardener there, man. I'm just a gardener, and I help sell it. You know, I don't make any money. I just, you know, I just keep showing up, and they keep letting me work the garden because, you know, they well, have to. Well, I guess I'm confused because your resume just shows so much. Oh, well, that's my dad's resume, man. <laughs> this is it's not dad. even mine. <laughs> it's a great well, resume, though, right? Yeah, but yeah. I don't understand why you would apply to a job with your father's resume. Because you would give me the job, man. Duh. <laughs> well, obviously, I mean, I'm, you're not going to get the job now. 
Oh, come on, is. man. That's pretty messed wait, up. Wait, wait. Is that, is that a dog? Oh. That's Mr. Potato Dog, man. I'm sorry. Is he your service dog? Nope. He's just Mr. Potato Dog. <laughs> this is a stupid name for a dog. Oh. Uh, can you get him out of here because I'm... <coughs> I'm really allergic to dogs. You know, man, if you, like, drink a little chamomile tea and, you know, with honey in it, with locally grown honey, then you won't be allergic to the dog anymore. That's, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. It's just, you can't what? drink tea and stop being allergic to animals. I'm pretty sure that's scientific, man. It's science. That is, that is nothing to do with science. That literally has no science... In it. Well, you know, who are you going to believe? A scientist or a guy who takes micro doses of LSD, man? Uh, well, a scientist, obviously. And why are you telling me that you're taking micro doses of LSD? We have a no drug policy oh, here man. at the Oh, man. Oh, no. See, you won't have to worry about that. They have to do a spinal tap in order to find LSD. I mean, let's just be honest. They're well, not going to find it. Well, you told me that you took it, so obviously I'm not going to hire you. But it does seem like you need some help. Um, uh, we uh, have some people here working, you know, doing dishes, waiting tables. Oh. Trying to turn their life around. Um, maybe we can work something out with you regarding... That. I don't need to be worked out, man. I'm, my life is good. Look at me. Don't I look great? You're wearing a corduroy jacket to Yeah, jacket. man, because it's so cool. It's not. And my green pants. You love it, right? I mean, how how do you survive being, like, I don't get it. I ask other money, people obviously. for, you know, well, no, actually, I don't need money because my dad owns a dealership. Get out of my office. Oh, okay. Well, can I have a chair, man? No. No, you cannot have my chair. Oh. Like, why are, Come Why on. would I give you my chair? Oh. Get, get you and your stupid name for a dog out of this office now. Okay, Mr. Potato Dog, let's go. That dog's name is ridiculous. You right. should not even own a dog. You should not bring a dog to a job interview. You are the stupidest person I've ever encountered, ever. Well, you know what? I'm taking this chair. Mr. Potato Dog, run! No! Man! And Mr. Potato Dog. Keep running, Mr. Potato Dog. Don't look back. Since humanity has began amassing knowledge, it has grown at an exponential rate passed down from generation to generation, and civilization has risen high up on these pillars of knowledge. But what lurks in the shadows of sanity? Samuel McCarthy is an agent of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, and is undercover posed as a radical anarchist Luddite terrorist. The group he infiltrated called themselves Apparatus Ad Mortem. They're led by a woman known by no names to her followers, their goal is to destroy all machines. For years, their actions have consisted solely of meeting and listening to crazy, hate-filled, vaguely threatening speeches from the leader. Tonight, though, the leader has decided to strike. Not after years of planning, but out of frustration and ambivalence. She has been feeling the group drift, 
and feel sure that if they don't act drastically and soon, then a member might leave, or worse yet, openly question her. Is this thing on? Hello? Check, check, check. Hello, check. Okay, there it is. Everyone quiet down. The meeting is about to begin. Thank you, Samuel. And thank you, everyone, for staying and for trusting, for pitching in and making this work. Tonight is the night it all comes together. Everyone, arm yourselves and say your prayers, because tonight at midnight, we will storm the city's water reclamation facility and poison the city's drinking water. We will broadcast a short message before we proceed, driving the domesticated city dwellers out into the rough outside of their push-button comfort in which they now inhabit. Tonight, we will down the water. Tomorrow, the power. Apparatus at mortem! Apparatus at mortem! Yes, very good. All right, everyone prepare. Sam, I need to speak with you. Of course. Samuel, I suspect you're an agent of the government. I am. Okay, well, I did not expect you to admit it so easily. We attack in two hours and you're going to notify the authorities yourselves when you broadcast your notice of intent. That's awful kind of you. Well, I don't want to see any civilians needlessly injured. There will be people who don't hear the message, or some who don't believe it, and die from your poison. Their deaths are necessary. You count it on them? No, but if they occur, I can justify them as casualties. There are bound to be some casualties. These aren't just pawns in a chess match. These are people like you and me, and your true believers, who are all going out there to get slaughtered. By the way, you may pull it off and poison the drinking water, but you will pretty much guarantee that you'll die in a shootout with the cops. Our deaths will inspire others to pick up our cause. You're delusional. You've gone mad with power, but it's only applicable to the loons that you've scooped up and indoctrinated. This act will inspire no one. You've been so closed off for so long that you've forgotten you're not omnipotent. You're just a human who promised to have the answers, and ended up delivering tragedy in its place. I am the leader! Caitlin Munio! No! <laughs> Fuck you! Fuck you, you megalomaniac! Yeah. No! <coughs> what the hell? I'm flipping ninja star! Oh, it hurts. Oh. Burn in hell, psycho! I'm an anarchist! It's one thing to oppose the current structure of society or anything really, but it's another thing altogether to start killing people for it. You're not special. You're just a sack of flesh, or more precisely, a sack of crap. Yeah! carried out the leader's final directions, broadcasting their intent, and then proceeding with an armed strike to poison the city's water supply. 
They were slaughtered shortly upon arriving a block from the facility by the police. And so ends another tale from the shadows of sanity, where things are weird. beards necessary and uh, especially know, mine especially babs mm-hmm. uh, and so what I want to talk about today is uh, students and protesting students have been protesting everything lately um, things they don't like from their dress code to um, their own curriculum uh, hundreds of students in Colorado walked out of their AP history courses uh, due to protesting um, uh, the rewriting of AP history courses uh, because they were saying that they should be promoting patriotism and the benefits of the free enterprise system and that the the courses should not encourage or condone civil disorder. Um, So... um, 
that's that's what they're trying to go through and um, what they were saying was there's a lot of founders there's a lot of key historical moments that are not um, being mentioned a lot of founders aren't uh, discussed for instance Benjamin Franklin James Madison um, they're gonna leave out D-Day Really? Um, and there's going to be, and, and yeah, so, and then there's a lot of um, uh, other other issues uh, within that framework. I would have thought that was a point of pride. Other content. Uh, well, I mean, it, like a lot of D-Day is a very violent affair. You know? Sure, but I, I mean, I mean, I... I imagine there are many other things that were left in there that were entirely violent affairs that we've already been very I, proud of. I agree with you. Uh, I do. I thought there were just, I thought, like, I was just imagining all the violent things that were, like, unspinnable. You know, it's like, the Trail of Tears, it's like, well, it, we, it was a hell of a long way to march, people. Yeah, you marched them to death. I know. Woo! With, like, a record-setting trip, huh? Hell of a distance. Uh, like there, there is no spin on that one. They did like, it. D Day, World War One is like, yeah, we yeah. sent lots of doughboys to die, and we killed lots of people. There was terrible stuff, bombing in Dresden, flamethrowers. But I mean, you know, it was like we we're fighting the Nazis. We were fighting the axis of evil. We were the heroes, America, yeah. the heroes. Yeah. That was an easy spin. There was like no spin needed. Right, and so they're trying to also de-emphasize. Um, you know, it, it depends on where you live, but they're also trying to de-emphasize um, civil rights characters. So, like in in the in parts of the South and California, so areas that border Mexico, they want to keep out uh, a lot of Hispanic like Hispanic people mm-hmm. that are important to our nation's history. You know, and and so a lot of those civil struggles. They're trying to keep out of the new, or they're trying to keep out. And the reason they're doing it now, or at least my my personal belief about the reason that all this is happening, is because of uh, the current political climate, how people feel about immigration, uh, changing views on it, and so. Uh, and I mean, I, I would like to, to add put in here. point blank. This is a conservative effort, and a lot of this would you know promote critical thinking. Uh, against that type of mindset. I would like to add in here as a major point in a lot of uh, kind of the whole, uh, I don't know, crazy fear that has sprouted out of people's feeling of uh, disenfranchisement from like fucking white affirmative action. I don't know, it's coming around, you're stealing all this shit. Is uh, the election of President Barack Obama. There are all these people who were just like comfortably being secretly racist and like just assuming that everyone else was on their side. And then they're fucking, they're young, their kids went out and voted for this guy. Like, what, they're like, what the fuck? It is, it is seriously polarizing. There were a lot of people who just thought they were comfortably in the shades, all being a bunch of, uh, what's his name? Uh, from All in the Family. Archie. Archie. Bar- Archie bunch Bunker. of secret Archie Bunkers. Archie Bunkers. Who've, who are now like, what? I've got to be loud about this stuff. I thought we had all secretly agreed that this would just happen after we died. <laughs> See, uh, oh, seriously, I work in construction. I get the secret inside scoop from a lot of older racist white dudes who are just like, right? 
I'm like, no, no, you're wrong. And they're like, Ray, you're so stupid. Poor, stupid Ray, you'll never learn. How will you survive in this world? Um, you know, I, I think that's, that's crazy, man. I think that it's interesting that uh, a lot of students are, are coming out and protesting it, though. Because um, it says a lot about them, you know, and it says a lot about students who care about, like, these students care about their education. And, in fact, uh, the, the school boards who uh, give out the credit for these AP courses, uh, they were like, well, if you change this and you take this out, then we can't have it be a AP course. So it looks like that might be sort of a done deal because if you're not going to get the college credit yeah. for it, then... I think these guys colleges. forgot that there was something called the Internet in which people can access knowledge. And so then when they try to change the textbook, they forget that people ha- can't and do know about a lot of these things. Not like when we were growing up. No, no, no. It's, it's more than that. It's also that colleges don't really fly for that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole range of colleges, and you know, there's certainly a number of them that seem to have a specific... Uh, political or like ethical agenda which is mm-hmm. you know a little strange for a learning institution but mm-hmm. you know they fancy themselves as more than that but like e- even on like the widest range of colleges like for the most part they're going to be run by people who have pretty strict standards about science and reasoning mm-hmm. i mean i'm sure i'm sure there are some exceptions because you know colleges are a little bit like museums every now and then you like show up and be like wow Based on the name of this museum, I was not expecting it to be someone's basement full of file cabinets. But the Jimi Hendrix Emporium is quite impressive. A number of paraphernalia. By the way, that's found in Chicago, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's go. We'll do it. Okay, Monkey takes a trip. <laughs> um. But yeah, I just think it's like, you know, one of the benefits of everyone having access to knowledge is that you know when somebody's trying to pull a wool over your eyes and you're not going to have it. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a good point. I, I, I also agree with Ray. Um, but, I mean, I went, to, I went to universities that were um, one that is cons- liberal, and then uh, I went to one in the past that was more conservative. And, you know, it typically, to me, at least from what I've gained, that it's it's more about location, uh, because you know where you live is just going to give you people of a certain background. Now, and then the school, like it's hard for schools to not be political because they want to engage in a lot of things that are critical, you know, critical thought based, and um, you know people are going to come with their own slants, and you can challenge it, but I mean, you know, um, I think. There are, there's always more than one solution, and so, you know, people, I think a lot of people take, you know, a more liberal solution in liberal places, and a more conservative solution in, in conservative places, right or wrong. But, um, you know, I think, I think, though, that that's, I mean, college is a special place, <laughs> you know, uh, but. Disagree. This is just ridiculous. Really? That's interesting. 
I think it's ridiculous that um, people are trying to keep these events out of the textbooks because it's like, you know, this thing actually happened. It's part of our um, history as America, mm -hmm. and it's not like you can erase the past. I, I think it's I think it's a bad idea to have people like to teach people to be patriotic and, and be all about your country. Um, and then because and, and not teach them the blemishes, because if you don't, it makes that it makes it all that worse. Well, you it's, know, it's you get older when you're an adult, and you find out that all this shit happened in America. Like, that's not the time you want to find out. Well, I mean, you the know? thing is, it, it's a silly fear. I mean, because, like, at best, we're going to, you know, remember that thing and then hopefully not repeat it because we're aware of these problems we've had in the past. You know, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, like you think, I don't know, people always have this idea, like, that by acknowledging things as being wrong in our past, we're somehow, like, admitting that we have to pay for them now. Mm. That which is you know it's like well maybe maybe we should, but for the most part it's impossible. For the most part, like America, like many different nations, has been responsible for uncalculable tragedies. It's like so we're responsible for releasing syphilis on an entire prison population in South America because mm. we wanted to study syphilis. Like, uh, what? Well, well, what kind of payback do we have for that? It's like just like a sincere sorry, mm. which yeah. is you know it. It, it was well, wrong. Well, it's not going to fix things. It's yeah. it's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. I don't know if you've ever had that done to you, but I bet you'd like a sorry afterwards. Well, I think that there are there are things that like there are also points in our in our own. Uh, history where I think that we don't want to acknowledge as being wrong. You know, mm -hmm. no one wants to, like when, well, Barack Obama went on, on a tour of the Middle Eastern countries to um, just up our image <laughs> from the shitstorm that it was before. Um, and he was going on popularity that he had already had through the elections. Like, he hadn't done anything yet. And this is even before he won the Nobel Peace Prize for not doing anything. <laughs> he won, he, he, he won, got elected. He won that it for having something. big ideals. It was like, yeah. you have a hell of an agenda, sir. Disarm all nuclear weapons and Guantanamo Bay and free health care for everyone in the U.S. It was like, wow, dude, those were great ideals. They all ideas. fell apart. Well, I mean, but well, they all got altered. I mean, we have a healthcare system in place. Mm -hmm. um, you know, not exactly universal. It's not universal, no. no but like, it, there is no public option. There should like that is what you should have went with, and that's my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. But um, that's not what we have. But we have healthcare coverage for millions of people who didn't have it before, and so there's some slight wins there, and then. Uh, but he went on this tour, and they started, they called it the Apology Tour. Oh, I like, remember that. You're apologizing for America. <laughs> and it's like, well, you know, and like, one, it was mis it, it mischaracterized what he was doing. But even if 
even if we went on a tour and we started apologizing for shit, you wouldn't have been wrong. <laughs> no. Uh, and, you know, I mean, it's like, I, I don't know. It, it's, oh, go ahead. Sometimes you can apologize for a lot of things, but then you're really not, like, changing your behavior. Mm-hmm. So it's like, in some mm-hmm. of the cases, like, I believe this apology tour, we'd be saying sorry for what we did in the past, um, we're planning on still doing the same things, Ooh. but... We're sorry. Well, I mean, we continue to do this. Well, but it, it wasn't an apology tour. No, it wasn't. Like, let's, yeah. let's be clear on and, that. And there no, have there have been right. none. As a matter of fact, like you would have difficulty finding any apologies. It's like, did we record that time that? Oh, who was it? I think it was Jimmy Carter, actually uh, wrote out reparation checks and mm-hmm. apologized on live TV to the living prisoners of the Japanese internment camps. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was Carter. It might have been later, though. Maybe Reagan or Bush, but mm-hmm. it happened. Mm-hmm. And, like, we didn't make a dig. He was like, hopefully no one finds out about this. Shh, keep it down. We're not. It's barely happened. Barely happened. Mm-hmm. It was, like, only for a second. We just, like, threw him in the camp, and it was like, oh, you know, uh, uh, so it's just, like, four years. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, I mean, but that is, <laughs> it's, it's crazy, man. It's crazy to think mm-hmm. about. Well, I'm sorry. What was the main topic? Students protesting. Students, students protesting. I hope they get to change something. Keep yeah. up. Fight the power. Keep it up, kids. Right, so the moral of the story is, no, I mean, they're, they're protesting. They're protesting dress code. You know, they're going out there and, and doing all it, this. It worked before. Oh, in the 60s, know. they did sit-ins to allow blue jeans in schools. Here's one thing that... That used to be a taboo thing. One thing that... They did that, multiple schools. Um, it allowed them everywhere. Kids... Are having problems with now are yoga pants. What's what's the problem? Yoga pants or pants? Yeah. Um. The girls in school are not being allowed to wear yoga pants because all of the teachers are like, "Oh, these pants are too revealing. You can't wear yoga pants in school. You have well, to go home and change." You know, at the very least, that is more accurate than the other things that have been called distractions. I recall, you know, they'd always be like, it was like, the kid who put in red contacts and had spiky hair, you must go home and change that. It's distracting. You know, he's he's doing that because no one's paying attention to him. Oh, and they will continue. That's sad. Wait, 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 let me continue my point here. He was not distracting anyone. He desperately wanted to be distracting people. Uh-huh. You know who's distracting people? The girl who got boobs first. Ah! That's not her fault. No, it's not. It's not her fault, but... Like, that's what's distracting in middle and high school. Yeah, and, like, so... That, my, what's not distracting is, like, the crazy freak kids. Like, no, my point is, though... They're doing that because they want the attention. Usually, they're not getting it. Usually when it comes to that sort of thing is... Is, are you, okay, what what are you trying to achieve by dressing, like, X, Y, or Z? Alright, like, I am all for everybody to be as expressive as they want. But, you know, it is a school, and you are in school for a purpose, is to learn. And if you are, you know, dressing in a way in which you're taking away from that environment, then look, then you got to go change. Like, huh. this is not up for debate. This isn't a time, like, I'm all for people's freedom to express themselves and whatnot. But in this particular case, you know, school's got to be a little tight-knit. This is about your future. It's not about your right 
to wear a short skirt. And, and, like, and you're dealing with a stew of hormones. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you, I mean, you, you, would you be like, I don't know, I guess teachers should be allowed to wear yoga pants. I think, There were like two think, young, fresh out of college lady teachers in yeah. my school, and they, oh, they were both given the reprimand from the other teachers. Like, stop wearing those jumpsuits. You're damn sexy. The kids can't stand it. Yeah, right, old lady. I think we know you're just jealous. <laughs> I think there's a time and a place for yoga pants. If, if you want to wear yoga pants during gym class, that's one thing, because they're made to work out. But you shouldn't be wearing yoga pants around the school. Yep. It's not professional. Right, I, I think kids should be taught to be... I think... You know, schools are a little bit too casual as it is. Yep, we ought to make it scrubs. Everyone just has to wear scrubs. I think, um, I don't know if schools are too casual, but, like, I mean, there has to be a line between, you know, what we think is okay for kids to wear. You know, and, and like, this is about parenting, too. Like, you can't buy your kid these short skirts and short shirts, Mm -hmm. the short shorts that are, you know, underwear length and size. And then, you know, go over there and start screaming up about rights and, oh, but it's not my fault they're looking at me. Yes, it is. You put on these fucking clothes and, like, that, that is where, that, this is the time where that is, you know. The thing. It's budding. Your hormones are budding. And, you know, while your hormones are budding, they need to bud somewhere else. They need to bud after class, Mm. you know. Sure. I mean, outside of class, Sure. Like, if it's not a school function, but I think, you know, like, you can't get away, like, if you have, like, a a normal sort of job that's not a stripper, or a girl at Hooters, or, like, you know, whatever men want to, like, a bicyclist, or a swim team, uh, like, runner. You know, yeah, I'm sorry. Like I that. run track. I don't. I I can't wear care any more weight. Yeah. I have to have like, you know, shorts that are just just longer than my penis. It's like just uh, like you see it, right? You can see it, yeah. right? Just In, a touch. Just a touch. <laughs> anyway, you know if that's I, fine. I move my legs anyway. <laughs> Woo! Let me just put my knee up here for a nice fatherly speech, everyone. Oh, sorry about that. I'm a runner. These are runner shorts. Right back in. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, you can't be wearing runner shorts in math class. You know, kids need to be taught, like, you know, how to be and act professional, and school is a great place to learn. Uh, I just want to point out that every time I had a high teacher, I didn't learn shit. Mm. Right, my whole junior high is ruined. <laughs> oh, and um, don't, don't censor textbooks. Yeah, you know what? And, and so, uh, yeah, I think we've uh, hit a, a couple of good conclusions there. So on those bombshells, keep them in your pants, kids. And, um, you know, if you can't, if you can't, play safe. Wear a condom. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening. And now it's time for New Obsession, or Social Regression, also known as 
No, sir. With Vivian Mongren. And us, too. <laughs> Welcome to No, Sir. The segment where we take things that are happening in pop culture and... Um, because we have the authority on all things pop culture, we get to determine whether they are a new obsession, or really great, or social regression, or the end of society as we know it. Uh, we haven't labeled anything that yet, have we? Social regression? No, end of society. No. No, I don't think we've reached anything quite that bad yet. No. I think maybe this time we might. Oh, <laughs> now I'm intrigued. What, what's we'll on the plate, Viv? Well, the first one, it's it's not the first one. Um, uh, obviously, you don't you don't start with the you don't ender. Start Come on. with the ending of society. But it's a closer. Um, the first one is the whole Alex from Target craze. Huh? Are you maybe not know about this? But no. what happened was this kid who was like sixteen year old kid. He's working at Target, bagging groceries. Some girl takes a picture of him because she thinks he's cute, mm-hmm. puts it online. Um, a couple weeks later, this other person <coughs> finds it and retweets it, and this thing just starts blowing up. And before you know it, this grocery bagging kid is like somewhat of a has somewhat of a celebrity Justin Bieberish status. Oh, and. It's very similar to that criminal in California that all the ladies wanted to bang because he had like dreamy blue eyes. Joseph Stalin? He was attractive. Yeah, and he was also a murderer. But this is, uh, this was more relevant. This was just like, uh, Mm -hmm. like a few months ago. Um. Like, oh, you don't, you guys don't remember this story? No. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, like this guy was on. I think he's on death row. Or maybe not. Well, whatever. No, he's just like... Just, he, he was a murderer. He was a at murderer, any, yeah. At any rate, he was a murderer, violent criminal history. And like, he just... He looks like he could be a supermodel. Yeah. And all these, like, all these news anchors are just like, Oh, boy, he could rape me. And it's like, no, you know... It, Somebody said that. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Lots of people said that. There were a lot of people who were just like, Let him out of jail. I'll just give him a job as a model. It's like... Listen, oh he's a violent. He's a violent yeah. person. Yeah. There are, there's actually blogs. And you are vain. There are actually blogs about this. Oh like, wait, uh, uh, real, real quick, social regression. Social regression. Yeah. But not for the not. We're not talking about this. I'm talking about the Alex color, kid. But the Alex kid. Because it's the same thing. It, it the, the the big problem with it is. This idea of hotness. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what? For all you know, this kid's a complete jerk. Yeah. You know? You should not just be valuing people based on their fucking bone structure of their face. So, ooh, he's got blue eyes and blonde hair and strong jaw bones. All right. Like, that's a thing. Sure, fine. Whatever. That's what you like in someone. But, uh, don't, don't go over the deep end. All right? You know, but- like... What's he going to talk about? He's a 16-year-old kid who begs groceries at Target. This is... It's also 
interesting. No to offense, note, grocery baggers have dope yeah. you do and perfect fine as you. Know, it's also interesting jobs. to note that many people have been discovered in weird ways, like Pamela Anderson was what? discovered because she went to the Super Bowl and they zoomed in on her. What? Well, get the fuck out of here! Yeah. I was about to use Jenny McCarthy as an example, who got discovered the same way at a Cubs game. That's yeah, that's true. got discovered at a mall. Wow. Ooh, Kutcher? Kutcher. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, like, so, here's the thing. Like, I mean, you know, if he has some sort of discernible talent, then he needs to get that out that. there. But, like, uh, mm-hmm. but like, other than that, like, it's just a mm-hmm. bunch of people who thought some kid was hot. Yeah. You know, and then, like, he gets his little two seconds. Everybody's flirting on for a little bit. Then he goes back to living a regular life. Or, or who knows? Maybe he'll have an entire career like Ashton Kutcher. But I, I say this is I, I say this is a social, or I, I'm gonna say this is a new obsession because like they, they like they find it fun and like even now as we talk about it like this is mostly gone and like yeah. no one's thinking about this kid and he's not tweeting anything good like because if you're on it you gotta stay like if you're gonna milk your 15 seconds as it were and you gotta stay on Twitter you gotta keep saying ridiculous shit and yeah. like and you know it's that's too much and maybe he just well, wants to be. Like, like, this is fine, now I'm done with it. <laughs> if, if it was something like that, like, oh, I got taken a picture of on the street, and uh, some people think I'm hot, and now it went away, that, for me, would be fine. But the internet can be full of a lot of weirdos. <laughs> What's up next? That, I don't know. This is the, uh, this is the one that broke the internet. Kim Kardashian on Paper Magazine. Have you oh, seen yes. this? Yes. Oh, she's got a champagne glass balanced on her butt, butt, and she's got the champagne going into it. Like, um. She's holding a champagne glass yeah. in the front and then it's balancing on her butt. And there's another one where she's exposing and her butt. butt. And then there's a full frontal. Where she's exposing And her all of it is heavily photoshopped. Well, I mean. Uh, what's what's um, I'm sorry. She began her career with a sex tape. Yes. So how's this? But how's they, this not just a step back from that? It is yeah. a step back. Okay. Um, how did this make news at all? How's this they, different from anything else? Because, like this is all she's done. Because she's showing it and just like, oh, go ahead, Kim, break the internet. And she broke the yeah, internet. Broke the and internet. you know why? Because people are talking about it. Like this is a social regression because everybody yeah. took the bait. Like if no one did, and everybody's just like. You know what? Fuck Kim Kardashian. Instead, they're like turning this into racial stereotypes and motherhood stereotypes. I read an article about oh, that. Geez. I read an article about how Kim Kardashian is being but, used. And like feminism, as always, she, tries she, to take a step in there. She just she her she, career her career is that people like to look at her butt. Exactly. Yeah. So this is no change for her. She's continuing on with her career of. Butt modeling. Of uh, being provocative. That's what she that's the only thing she has. She doesn't have a discernible talent and she's not a good person. We can all agree on that. Everyone agrees. I, I don't know her personally. I I'm a, I'm gonna go ahead and just make the assumption that if you're gonna marry Kanye West, you're not a good person. Well, I don't know Kanye West either. I know enough I know enough of what he says to just to to disregard him. But to be clear, I like his first album. I mean yeah. he could be No, his later albums Show what kind of a mental case he is. <laughs> like, I mean, full of himself. He got full of himself. A lot of people yeah, like. Absolutely. A lot of people like his music, but, but I'm still he's stacking my cash. Very much. Sky high. 
<laughs> I know, and I wish I had that much money, and I don't have the talent that he does. But like, you know, like it doesn't it doesn't make you immune from being a prick. No, not yeah. not by a far side. Exactly. It intensifies it actually. And nobody knows him personally. But no one does. Put, yes, not even Kim. Not even him. Not even him. He wakes up, looks at himself in the mirror, goes. But you know I what? I wonder what it's like to be Kanye West. Oh, that's right. It's me. <laughs> But you know what? Here's the thing. It's like, you know, that's always an excuse. Well, no, if they knew the real me. But, you know, if you're acting like a jerk to everyone, well, maybe the jerk is the real you. Well, yeah, the whole public persona thing. Like, Mm -hmm. I I always thought that was an unfair thing. Like, I remember back when Howard Stern was, like, popular. Because that was a thing at one time. Mm -hmm. He he was, in fact, quite popular. And, uh, I remember, like, there was always the thing where it's like, but he's not like that in real life. I'm like, this is real life. Yeah. And you know what? I don't, I don't care how he treats his friends and family. Well, I do care about that, but that's not, that's, like, this persona that he's putting out there for, uh, for the public is influencing people. Mm -hmm. And you are responsible for that. But, uh, uh, Kurt Vonnegut covers it perfectly in the story Mother Night. Mother Night, everyone, I highly suggest it. It was also turned into a fantastic movie with Nick Nolte. Easily the best thing Nick Nolte's ever done. Uh, Mother Night. The guy is asked by the U.S. government to pretend to be a Nazi supporter. Uh, He's like a radio host in Germany and American-born, but he's asked to pretend to be a Nazi supporter so that he can feed the U.S. government information. So it's like, oh, so he's like a spy working for America. But in fact, in being this like Nazi supporter on the radio, he has done more damage than the good that he supplied for the U.S. Mm. Like at, at one point in the story, like he's speaking to this guy and like trying to like tell him like, no, it was just, I wasn't. I was in fact an American spy. And the guy goes, "You think that matters? Mm-hmm. Like you ate Jews, your cereal, the amount of." The amount of Jewish people you are responsible for murders outranks Goebbels. It, like, it, it's the old saying, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. You're responsible for all your actions. Just whatever character you're putting on, you are that character. We all, we all wear masks, and when you're wearing that mask, you are that mask. One thing I have to disagree with you on is I don't think the road to hell is paved in good intentions. I think it's paved in Paper Magazine with Kim Kardashian on the cover. Sure. Okay. Oh, this is a nice road to walk on. Yeah, not yeah, bad. Like Kardashian that. looks good. I'm sorry. Was that a gate of bones up there? What? Interesting path. So, yes, I think it's a social regression very, as well. These are very choice stones. I think, it's a social, I think it's a social regression because why do we even care? So many celebrities have been naked on magazines before and we, nobody but, cares. But we care because... We care because, like, all of a sudden, this is the this is the time to speak out about yeah. women, and you know, while I'm all for speaking about women's rights, like everything is not a women's rights issue, and no. and this is this is one of those cases. I just think it's just pure audacity to say we're going to break the internet. And they did; they were right, but still, social regression. Yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. 
none of none of the things that happened around this should have happened. She shouldn't have taken those pictures, and the magazine shouldn't have posted them, and people shouldn't have talked about it in the way they did. No, there should be a non-starter in oh, conversations. And yeah. She and should never fact, have become famous for having a sex tape. Exactly. And in fact, anybody who brings it up should be slapped immediately on bringing it up. That's what should have happened. Sorry, guys. Not you. No, that's all right. <laughs> We're outside. But yeah, let's. I think we're probably the uh, last people talking about this anyway. Um, but why? Because ours is the final word. So you hear it here. You got that right. Social regression. Social regression. Three for um, three. Next time. Uh, uh the the last. So just retire. You heard it, Kardashian. Yeah. Retire. Okay. The next topic is programmer Barbie, and I think if you haven't heard of this. This is a series of Barbies made um, by Mattel and books to accompany them where the story goes um, in the book, Barbie become, is a computer programming student and she has an idea for a puppy game and she needs two guys to help her program it. Um, then she downloads a virus on her computer and it crashes. Luckily, she has everything backed up on a USB and she puts that into her sister's computer and that also crashes because the virus is on the USB. So, her sister gets mad because her homework was on that computer <laughs> and it wasn't backed up. Bitch. Then... She's <laughs> printing out their homework anyway. Then Barbie goes to um, computer class. That's what it's called. Yeah. Um, so and they call as, it at the college level. One hundred one, yes. probably. Computer class one hundred one. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, teacher of computer class is a woman, and Barbie asks her how to remove a virus from the computer, and she tells her, "Oh, you just need another computer." With, with a good security software, and that's all you need to do. That's right. So yeah, a new computer. Another another computer. So you can you can repair the old one. So that's how. Uh, anyway, anyway. Yeah. So she. So Barbie goes to the library because their computers have. Well, this is not a synopsis. This is a point for point. This is not a programmer, <laughs> by the way. Rip, rip. What's, this, what's, this is not a program. This is student Barbie. This is, this is oh, student Barbie. Yeah. And, and so okay, they, so she goes to the computer lab, and the boys come, and they say, let me help you with that, and they fix both computers and help her program her game. She goes back to class with her game and takes credit for the whole thing. And then at the end, she's like, I guess I could be a computer programmer. And like shakes her head and twirls her finger. So. So wait, wait. What is the controversy? Yeah. So the controversy that she needed men to is, help. The controversy is she needed men to help one, um, and number two is she took credit for everyone's work and she got praised for it as well. All right. Well, here's the thing. She's not a programmer and she didn't know anything about programming, so needing men's help is not necessarily wrong. 
No, that was just yeah. needing the help of someone who... Who was a programmer. Yes. Right. She needed the help of a programmer. So it but, could have been a woman, it could have been a yeah. man. Men are mostly programmers. So, you know, that's what happens. But the problem is that they were tra- they're trying to teach little girls that this is how you're a programmer. By having an idea for a game, they should have had her actually... Know but, something about programming. I, I don't know. I, I think she the problem here been is a programmer. that yeah. yeah, these people had no freaking idea how like programming works. I yeah. think they should have brought in a programmer and talked to them. What's terrible about is it. they had to have had a programmer in that like exactly process. <laughs> Mattel has plenty of programmers to <laughs> ask how to do stuff. Like she shouldn't have been in college or whatever learning how to be a programmer. She should have been a programmer. You're right. Right, and so if she's not a programmer and she's a student, well, then the story mm-hmm. makes sense, and that shit happens mm-hmm. all the time. You crash your computer, you get someone to help you with your work, and then you take all the credit. All that is normal college <laughs> student shit. No, <laughs> no. Well, she shouldn't have taken all the credit. That that's a problem. I have no problem with asking friends for help. Like, if somebody knows more than you, go ahead and learn something from them. But, oh, that'd you know, be sweet if it turned into like the Zuckerberg Barbie. Yeah. Where it was like, yeah, and then the game became huge. And those guys were like, but we help program it. And she was like, you had nothing to <laughs> do you, with it. Yeah. I, but here, well, here's the thing. I think that, that um, you know, in, in, like in the context of the story, mm-hmm. if like, if like, taking it at face value if it was, if, as if it was real, mm-hmm. her taking credit for work. For like a stupid classroom game yeah. that was a homework assignment, no one would even pay attention to. Right. You know, yeah. like the people who pro- helped program it wouldn't have paid attention to because they would have known what it was for. Yeah. You know, and um, and if she did say like, "Oh, I got help from these guys. They basically programmed it for me," they'd be like, "Oh, okay. Then you don't get credit for this." Right. And, right. You can't say that like they they did the work, but she doesn't know how to program. She didn't. Yeah. She didn't know any really. She is a game designer. Yeah. That's all that she is. She's a game designer uh, because she had an idea yeah. for a game and she couldn't even execute it. I think they should have said, I can be a game she designer. She couldn't even work her damn computer, by the way. Like, yeah, she yeah. downloaded viruses. How are you in a computer class? I think they should have said, uh, Barbie the game designer instead of Barbie the uh, computer yeah, programmer. I think it's Barbie learns how to work in computer. Mm-hmm. And like you know, and then they do a Takes better job. Class. You know, like here's Barbie. the thing: you need to make Barbie more intelligent. Yeah. Barbie can't crash a computer. Yeah. You know, she certainly can't crash two computers. Here's the thing: I, I think yeah. what should actually happen is you take away all the story for Barbie. What's Barbie? Barbie's a fucking doll. Mm-hmm. That's it. Barbie does not have a life or any other jobs. Barbie is a doll. They just want to sell That's more stuff. My thing is, like they gotta sell the books and the doll and the I, video game. And I actually, I actually hear what Ray's yeah. saying. Look, let the kid create their own world. Yeah, let exactly. The kid, like decide what Barbie is and what she wants to be. Yeah. That's up to her. Plus, you because know, everybody doesn't have. Mm-hmm. Look, although we want to say that girls can be anything, every girl doesn't want to be everything. Some girls want to do girly shit, and yeah. like you know, I feel like there is a move. Is not just. From you know, pushing girls to do more, it is also girls cannot do girly things because they're girly, and you know, that is oppression somehow. And here's a question hmm. why aren't there toys with the boys doing 
girly stuff, like, that they might want to do. Like, why can't there be a toy of, like, a man, like, arranging flowers, which plenty of men do. Or, like, or like a little cooking station specifically sold to boys. There is. Easy Bake Oven has finally made gender neutral. Yeah. Let me tell you, I want an Easy Bake Oven. Yeah, they're male chefs. I like like little desserts, and I certainly enjoy But I don't want a pink (laughs) stove. Let's don't make it pink. (laughs) But you know know what? Here's the thing, though. Now, as an adult, I can cook great. But I can't bake. All because I didn't get the goddamn Easy Bake Oven. You could have had a great baker on your hand. That is nonsense. I can bake. Of course it's nonsense. (laughs) But it's like... um, I can't bake. I agree. I totally agree with Ray. Some delicious cakes. Come out to the cake party in February. Yeah, That's right. Cake cake party. I will bring cake. Cake I, party. Pastry party. I definitely agree. Why can't they, like, you know, just give her, you know, a computer and, like, some regular clothes mm. and say she's a computer programmer. Kids can make up their own stories. <laughs> that way you don't get in trouble with... Feminists who want to blast you. Well, here's the thing. Feminists would have found some reason to blast it. Yeah. Because it's the internet and people need to get views. Also, the story was horrible, too. Reading blogs like the Matt Walsh blog. Matt Walsh writes blogs to piss people off. They're they're people write blogs to piss people off. You know what pisses me off about Matt Walsh? What? His name. Stupid name, Matt Walsh. Also, another thing is... (laughs) Change it. Another thing is, don't make Barbie dumb you heard it from anymore. Us first. I wish that? they would stop making Barbie dumb. Like, I know it's for kids, you know, so there has to be a certain amount of, like, simple language, but, you know, Barbie is a little bit dumb. No, no, Barbie's super fucking thick, but, but to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, the world in which Barbie lives in, everyone's kind of sort of stupid. And everyone's yeah. dumbed down to a level that is just embarrassing. Like, really, you don't want anyone to be like... Like, if I... When I have kids, I'm not... If I have a daughter... Um, I'm Her just, superhero will be Miss Piggy. Because that is a powerful female figure. That is a powerful is. female figure. Miss She's Piggy, very fashionable, too. Miss Piggy. And a Wonder fighter. Woman. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman. Um... Batgirl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Batgirl, yeah, for sure. Batgirl, you know, like, oh, you know, like, but there's going to be some great, like, I'm going to introduce great females into her life, you know, yeah. and, and they're also going to be real people, too. And then, <laughs> and then when she grows up and she's like 20 something, she's not going to be like, oh, the bell jar. It's like, listen, she was great, great poetry, amazing work. Do not obsess over someone who committed suicide. You know what? I, I had a friend. Who, like, his hero was Chris Farley. And I remember one time he was like, and Chris Farley's hero was John Belushi. And I was like, oh my god, I feel so, I'm so worried for my friend. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> and it was rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Oh, because, I love because they try to live that lifestyle, too. And, yeah. You know, you don't, you obviously don't want your child to live the life of Chris Farley. Who, yeah, exactly. Uh, had a short one. Yeah, yeah, so, a very short one. Because he couldn't lay off the stuff. Social regression with Barbie programmer. More than just drugs. In my opinion. Social regression, but not because of the story, but because of just the poor ideas evolved around it. Yeah. Like, not, because it's it's not for the reasons that other people lay out. Mm -hmm. I want to get that. I I want that to be clear. That they're my own set of reasons that we've just explained. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, regression. 
Um, because because uh, it's a toy, and toys should not be so serious. But what are, what are we teaching our kid with this? That you get the ball in the cup. It's ball and cup. Ball and cup. <laughs> what are you yeah. teaching your kid with Barbie? They, it, nothing. Right, everything. It's a doll. Well, here's the thing. Like, I take solace in the fact that your kids are not going to take Barbie and then say, oh, well, she's a programmer, so I'm going to be a programmer. Like, your kid's going to make Barbie and she's going to, you know, fight Miss the Hulk. And, you know, like, that's what's going to happen. And or, then at one point she's going to cut the hair on the doll. Uh-huh. And then be like, no, I can't undo it. Yeah. And you have to go to the or store like, at 8 o'clock. And get like, another one. <laughs> what what usually happens is this Barbie is old. I'm gonna cut the hair. Now it's a Ken doll because I needed another Ken. <laughs> That's a Ken doll with boobs. This right yeah. here is a lesbian. This is lesbian Barbie. Lesbian Barbie. Ooh, Barbie with a side mullet. Dating programmer Barbie because you know she she's doing a man's job. So obviously. But really, I guess. Lipstick lesbian. When I was when I was a kid. The only reason why I really like playing with Barbie is because she kidding. was pretty. Right away. <laughs> I thought Barbie was pretty, so I wanted to play with her. Then there were other dolls that tried to be like Barbie, and they were ugly, and I didn't want to play with them. And that was all I was thinking about when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I didn't play with Barbie, so... Nintendo? I played a little Nintendo. Sega Genesis is what I played mostly as a kid. It probably goes like Damn this, young you punks know. with your fantasy systems. Oh, when I was, I was a kid, playing the NES until the '64 came out. When we had a, when we got a sale, my my aunt just decided she could have our Nintendo. Just decided she could have what? It. what? Oh, bitch, move! That is nonsense. But, but she still she has that Nintendo. It. Probably still works. Oh, yeah. so it does, and we play like Doug, the, the little Dig doesn't work anymore though. But uh, Dig Dug, play uh, Duck Hunt, and uh, Super Mario. Okay, and now the last. Sorry. Well, there's one more. The last one. Um, well, this one's kind of controversial. Good. Mm. So recently, there came out a book on OK Cupid. The person who invented it, also another like Harvard, you know, nerd, mm. uh, said that there are biases. That he sees racial biases in OK Cupid. Um. Yeah. You mean like the question that pretty clearly asks if you'd be willing to date someone who had different skin color than you? Yes. Which has a pretty fucking high fucking usage level, by the way. And there I is, also yes, think it does, and it's super surprise. Like reading them, super surprising to me. But but here's how many people answer can, that. But here's they the thing. Also rate people too. Yeah. But but I mean like. As far as like an okay question to have on there, I'm gonna say yeah, sure, because I I don't want to date that person. Mm-hmm. Like, would I want to go out on a date with someone who like only wants white people or or doesn't want white people? Sure. I don't I don't want to be on either of those dates. So here's my thing though: there is a there is I have nothing wrong with people having racial preferences. It, because it's it, it's just what makes your naughty bits work. Yeah, yeah. And like, if that's the case, what I don't like is that people like parade because because of the racial like the disparities that there are and and, and like you know Viv is gonna point. I already know the statistics. Is why I'm jumping in. But like, 
Um, you know, like the the um, like when you like, there's nothing worse than reading that. I think, you know, especially me, like as a black person, like always looking down. Like, by the way, I don't date blacks or Hispanics. By the way, I don't date blacks or Hispanics. By the way, I don't date blacks or Hispanics. And like, is is rude and like it's like my self esteem is like, you know, like you know, like reading that enough times that can knock it down. But um, mm-hmm. I mean, I I use OkCupid. Okay I met my wife through OkCupid, okay and you know, in general, I don't really pay so much attention to the statistics as much as I do the questions. Yeah. Um. So like when they match you and everything like that. Um. But I I will I go through I answer as many questions as I can, and then. Um, I and, and then I I go through their questions as well, and um, you know, see where we meet. But I'm gonna go already. I'm just already gonna throw this out there. That is a new obsession. Uh, that guy like does a ton of his homework. He does all his homework on that site, and it's totally right. You know, it's just like you know, there are things that suck on there, but like there are lots of people that make connections despite all those statistics. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I kind of jumped in before you're finishing well. with the setup. Like it, it's a crappy reality. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, but uh, I, I, I don't. Know. It, it seems like the majority of people have like it's a fucking racist thing. It's not like just like you know, I don't like personally. Uh, I am not attracted to anyone that looks like they could be from my family. Like. And I, uh, there have been like two dates that I went on from OkCupid where like, they just had like funky pictures and I couldn't tell how they looked. Mm. And then I got out on the date and I was like, yeah, you got like bright red blotchy cheeks and a little chin. God damn it. Nope. Nope. You look like a briquette. This ain't happening. Well, or Peterson. Whatever. Uh, what do you, you have Irish ancestors? Yeah. Not, uh, we're too closely related. Nope. Well, um, Let's make it hard to date Chicago. I guess uh, for yeah. Yeah. for people who don't know about the study, what happened was the creator of OKCupid went through a lot of data and statistics, and he discovered that he, according to him, he said many people in the United States are racist because they have different race preferences, particularly. Um, they voted well for Latina and Asian women and Mm -hmm. white men and penalized Asian men and black and white and Hispanic black Hispanic men and black women. So those um, are the people who got the lowest like lowest stars and like the rating, yeah. and then then the first set of people she didn't get the highest rating. Um, I mean, but that's worth. That's not necessarily but, racist. That's I mean because yeah. the questions themselves are based in a racist construct. That's I mean, what I think too. Because uh, well, basically, race the right. race the way it's understood within society right now is bullshit. There is it's scientifically fucking wrong. I would That's say, it. The only race is the human race. I would say, too, like, 
just because you prefer to date somebody who is of a particular race does not mean that you are a racist. I mean, like, okay, so, no, like, I, I guess not. Like, I, I don't, I, and I don't think that, that a person who's like, look, I just don't date this people. But, like, here's the thing. Like, when you say something like that, don't make it something, because, like, why I don't like it is because if you say, like, well, all black people are undateable or all Hispanics are undateable, yeah. that is wrong. Because you don't know that. You haven't met every one of them. And so, like, you know, like, you, you, could, you, you could meet somebody that you get along, get on with just fine. Um, and you know that it, it, I actually think that's uh, it's kind of an older generational thing. Yeah. Like, uh, I remember... I remember, like, that's, like, uh, one thing I remember Chris Rock was going on about that I was just like, you know what, man, you're just, you're a lot older than us. Mm. He's talking about, uh, oh, 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 was it when, what, his bit was, why, why black women get so angry when they see black men with white women? Because they are only attracted to black men. And I'm like, well, maybe that was, was a thing. It still is. Still kind of is. But, well, uh... Part of the statistics show that women are less likely to date outside of the race than men are. A lot of black women, and this is, this is also, this is a, there's actually another book about this. But uh, it came out maybe, God, I want to say 2010. And it was about um, black women and their tendency to marry people. Uh, to marry inside the, to marry only black men, and in fact, they said this this is so prevalent that it's actually becoming a problem, because black men, who are so what they're saying the the theory was that women that black women who are high, more educated and things like that and more successful in life should marry outside of their race. Why? Because black men do it, and because because what they said was statistics were the highly higher educated. The black man was the more likely he was going to marry someone of a different race. Hmm. Um, um, and then for black women, they they go back and they marry people who don't have the same um, education level as them, and so it leads to a lot of disparities, leads to a lot of conflict, and uh, you know then a lot of you know failed marriages and things like that. Um, you know because of it, and so. Uh, my point with the whole thing is, is that like there are a lot of black women out there who despise black men who are with, with uh, people from a different race. And in fact, I went on this um, trip. It's called Sankofa, and um, I was I. The reason I got on this trip was because my girlfriend wanted to go. She was white, and I had to go with her in order for her to go on the trip. And so, um, because they needed a, a black, uh, a mixed race couple. Oh, okay. And so, because they try to get, like, different racial dynamics in there. And so, um, you know, like, that was the thing that they would say, you know, like, oh, well, you know, look, dating, you know, uh, dating a white person makes me mad. Like, I look at it and, like, I feel like white women look at me and, and, and like, like, you're a horrible person, you know, or, like... You can't have him. I can. You know, there was actually some. Uh, I remember three years ago hearing the story about the rise in uh, polygamous relationships in the uh, what is it, Black Islam mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in New York specifically, 
And there were a lot of women interviewed, and they all said the same thing. It was, uh, as they called it, a dearth of good men. And so they all just had to match up multiple women with the one good black man they could find. Well, I don't know about that. Sean, Sean, how do you... It's like, well, I didn't think much about Islam before, but right, now this shit. Right, now I mean, I'll, I'll get bacon up. You know what? That's no, why. That's why I want to move to China because I could have all the men I want. Actually, well, there's not very many women in China. Thank you. Uh, that and Viv, uh, it was actually this big thing uh, for a push for height. You would actually be extremely popular. Uh, oh yeah. Because you are super tall for a girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, uh, seriously, like, uh, when when they go, like, looking, and not when they go look like, it's becoming a thing that they go looking for women to donate their eggs from America who are very tall. Oh, and and more than just tall, they have, like, uh, like, they're looking for, what, what what is it called? The, oh, they're looking for the Aryan ideal. Oh. Tall, blonde, blue-eyed. There is, That's um, me. I know. Uh, you <laughs> Set your price, man. I just set my price for my eggs. Sixty thousand dollars an egg. Sixty thousand an egg. That's probably if you're cheap. You're listening. Probably. Oh, one mil- two million an egg. All right, that's too much. That's too much. <laughs> well, so like, we'll, we'll work it out. We'll, we'll work it out. Give me a call. Call me. We'll work it out. I can give you two for the price of one. And, and now that the heating machine is kicked on in the living room, because this is not being recorded in a sound studio. Um, that signals uh, the end of this segment. That's the end of this segment. Thanks for, thanks for uh, listening. Uh, enjoy the rest of the podcast. <laughs> ha ha! Great! I loved it. The best show ever. I couldn't ask for anything more. Thanks for uh, listening. Uh, this has been Vivian Mongren. Oh, this has also been Raymond Burkett. This has mostly been Sean Simmons. <laughs> there were a few times where you were someone else, though. Right. And you know what? And oh, that, characters, acting, uh, right. right. We are great. I hope you enjoyed the show. It's, uh, and the script is over. Here, right, because so it's, it's been fully scripted to the end, yes, the entire the very series, end. everything. Right, even this part. And this part. And, and this part. part. <laughs> yes. I, I really got to stop writing scripts like this. Yeah, this is a weird yeah, script, especially the parts not... where we talk over each other. It's hard to read. Yeah, you know what? Here's what you should do: not do this anymore. Uh, but I, but I like it because I imagine myself as David Mamet, where I'm like, and then someone's rambling on, and someone just starts talking while they're rambling, cutting them off and dicing apart what they were doing as Goodbye, it was stupid as they're talking. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>